Welcome to Social Sips and Business Tips, where we're brewing a fresh pot of greatness. Sipping on mentality, life, leadership, and business success. Let's pour us a cup and jump right in. Thank you for joining us this morning. I'm going to run the call for us. So uh, we're going to let you tell us your life story and where, like where you've been, how you got here, where you're wanting to go and everything in between if you can. And then I'm going to manage the chat for the guys. They're going to post some Q&A questions for you and we're just going to grill you if that's okay. Yeah, I love it. Good morning, you guys. Hello. Good morning. So- <laughs> Good morning class. So um, my name is Becky. So I've been in business. Um, I've actually been a manager now for 11 years. Um, so probably, um, probably older than most of you on this call here. But um, so I started, um, I grew up in Wisconsin. So I grew up on a dairy farm. Um, I went to college UW Oshkosh. It's about two hours north of Milwaukee. Um, I was undecided major. I was a nursing student actually for a long time. I really liked the healthcare field. Um, And I worked in a nursing home all throughout college. However, I can't handle blood. So I don't know why I thought that would be a good idea or it would ever work out for me. So I started um, job searching, well, not job searching, I guess career searching what my credits would transfer into. And um, it was education, human services. So it was um, dealing with nonprofits So I transferred my credits over, um, still completed college for four and a half years, really. I had the summer to finish up. Um, But I I did a lot of nonprofit work then also in college. I volunteered at, it was like a mental health institute. I worked with United Way. Um, After college, I got an intern with Social Security Administration. Um, So I stayed there for about a year. It was very much like a, you could call it like a steady job, right? So it was, you know, consistent every single week as far as I would have, you know, my cubicle I would sit in, here's my new um, load of paperwork on my desk. And, um, you know, the manager was there for 30 plus years. So people really liked the work there. Um, Personally, I was just bored. Um, And I think when you're young, you need to be, you know, excited about what you're doing. You love to show up to work every single day. So I was bored and, um, you know, after doing it for a year, I was, uh, I gained some valuable knowledge, I feel, as far as, you know, some interpersonal skills and whatnot. I just didn't want to be in a position where, um, you know, everybody was on the same playing field, meaning like that manager was there for 30 plus year, everybody else had their different roles in the company. Um, but I had very little people interaction and just wasn't really my style. So. I um, started job searching. I knew I wanted to move to the Milwaukee area. Um, So just live in a bigger city. It scared me because again, I grew up, um, my town I grew up up in was unincorporated, two bars and a church. Um, The church is torn down. So there wasn't, you know, much of anything there. Um, So it was scary to me at first, but thought it would get me outside my comfort zone. So um, I started in in Milwaukee in the company. I did AT&T business to business. So, um, 
you know, I, I'm really glad, honestly, that was the first campaign I started on because, um, you know, a lot of customers were very much like a love hate. Um, so I, I learned some hard nose behind it and developed some tough skin. So, um, but it took me a while to figure it out. And I realized this is just kind of how my life is too. Um, even in school, I always had to study to get good grades where some of my brothers just got it naturally and it would piss me off. But, um, but I, um, it took me a month to get promoted, to get the sales down and get more consistent. It was, it was about, um, I wasn't implementing the systems day to day. So once I figured that out, um, I did well. Um, I decided to move with my promoting owner um, down to Chicago. So even bigger city, um, about six months into it. Um, again, at that point, I just felt like I was fully invested. Um, I wanted to really make this my career. I really enjoyed um, training other people. I found it very rewarding. So, um, you know, I just thought with moving that I would have some more discipline behind it um, as far as like always seeing my friends or family that, um, you know, I would make sure to build the relationships with my team. So I moved down to Chicago. Um, we switched campaigns again. So Quill Office Supplies. It took me four months to get promoted once I moved down. Um, and I think it was that reason because I was very, you know, disciplined and set those boundaries in my life. Um, after that point, um, assistant manager, I actually went through some ups and downs, but got promoted out eight months later. So um, it took me um, almost two years to get promoted into management. Um, you know, since then, I've been on eight different campaigns. Um, I've stayed primarily in the Chicagoland area. So um, just kind of moved around a little bit, um, but just switched, switched campaigns. And then the past four years, I actually, there was an opportunity in Wisconsin. Um, I have four siblings and three of them got married all in the same year. So I knew that meant kids were coming as well. So um, I wanted to be close to nieces and nephews that were on their way. And um, yeah, here I am. So we have eight offices in our organization. So just continuing to grow and um, yeah, that's, that's it. That's my story. I love it. So we've got a mixture of leaders, new leaders, and then, um, you know, we've got our future leaders that are pushing for promotion. A couple of them are close uh, and a couple of them are getting it figured out. So it took you a little while. It took me a little while too, to get promoted to leadership. Um, I think my guys have heard my story on that. What were like, is, was there a switch that went off where you said implementing the systems every single day, but yeah, you know what? I got pissed. I got mad that I wasn't figuring it out. Um, because I, I just like looked around to my right or left and I'm like, they're not, you know, they're not better looking than me. They're not smarter than me. <laughs> just like some of the other like leaders that were getting promoted. And I just learned to put my foot down. Honestly, um, what I realized I wasn't doing, um, I, I wasn't taking control and I wasn't using my fear of loss and all it was, it was part of the system. So I knew it was outside my comfort zone, but I knew I had to do it. So um, that was really it. So I, as soon as people would tell me at first, like, oh, let me think about it. I'm like, okay, what time works for you tomorrow? And I'd set up a appointment to follow up with them, right? But it doesn't say that anywhere in our, our pitch or our systems, right? It says, well, I'm just here today to help you out. So what works best for you, you know, and whatever, whatever your pitch is. So, um, so I just learned to take control and that's what I wasn't doing. So I was actually hindering myself by not following even the pitch or, 
you know, what I was supposed to say just because it felt a little uncomfortable to me. But mainly I was just mad and I, I, I thought I deserved better and, and knew I could get promoted, but it just That's, wasn't happening. <laughs> yeah, that was my reaction too. Michelle sat me down in her office my third week and was like, is this really what you want to do? And I was like, oh, hell no. I'm not having this conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> Um, you know, I went and figured it out, but I think my issue too was taking control. No, I got you. Okay. Oh no. There we go. <laughs> um, and I think once you start getting into the groove of, of just saying, you know, the, the, the lines we've got in the pitch that help us take control. And, and like you said, getting out of your comfort zone gets more comfortable, the more you do it and you figure out your own way to make it polite. It's just really the tonality of it. And, you know, um, what specific boundaries did you set once you got into leadership to get to assistant management? Yeah. Um, so in Wisconsin, it was, it was difficult. And I saw that, you know, hindsight um, that, you know, and I'm still like close to the same people again, now I'm in the state I grew up in and everything. But um, back then it was like, we got to do happy hour, um, come do this. And, and my family still can be needy like that, but I've learned to say no to things too. Um, so I, I think that was, that was huge that I wasn't spending time with, um, with people in the office. And it, it did hold me back because then the relationships were there. And um, this business is built around those relationships. Like some of my best friends, like Michelle Banfield, one of my best friends that um, is somebody I met through the business. And, um, you know, happy that I can watch her grow and I'm sure she's happy for me as well. Any successes we have for each other. So, um, I just realized too, if I, you know, want to fully invest into this, like that would be something I'd have to change. So that was the first boundary really when I did move is that, um, I told my mom actually, um, and it was, it was what this time of year, I'm like, I'm not coming back home for Christmas unless I'm promoted to assistant manager. And she cried. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, you're not coming home. And, um, you know, and again, it's not saying like you have to miss like anything like family re related to me. It just helped me with my discipline behind it where that's all I was doing. I was like coming back home, like whatever, my friends still in the same area, whatever it might be, but I was growing as a person too. So, and I didn't see that right away. I was maturing both, I think personally and professionally. Um, and I knew I decided, um, as soon as I moved, I'm like, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to be the only person holding myself back from hitting those goals. And I'm going to be mad if I look back and say like, oh, it's because like I did this, you know, that I went back home all the time or whatever it might be. So that was one huge discipline. And then, um, just some standards for myself. So I remember going through like my push and getting closer to assistant manager and again, it was business to business, but in a five day a week campaign, but I made my Saturday available to somebody that didn't hit leadership. So I had a huge sense of urgency to make sure that I hit numbers myself. And I don't know, some campaigns you can do this, some campaigns you can't, but um, I made sure that I had standards myself because if I wasn't hitting leadership, I felt like I wasn't being the example to other people and nobody would want to follow me. So um, I had that sense of urgency for myself. And then my Saturday, I just left it open at least like a half day to work with somebody. So if they didn't, um, I would volunteer to go out with them just to, you know, even close one customer, but most of the time it was just fun. And we would just laugh all day, you know, enjoy it. But, you know, so I was, 
I was really killing two birds with one stone that I was hanging out with them, building a relationship and then also helping them, you know, make more money and, and stick around because they were, were making more money, could pay their bills, have extra spending money, et cetera. So um, those were just some standards to me. And then I, um, we used to um, go back to the office at the end of the day. So I hated to do that without hitting some kind of standard behind it. So um, again, if I, you know, I did like a victory of, you know, and this isn't always good, that victory of like eating a lunch if I close a sale because um, you don't want to be hangry either. So some days I had to, I was like, all right, you're not yourself if you don't have your Snickers, like I needed to eat. So, um, but I, I would want to have that discipline every single day that um, it was like a rewarding thing. Okay, you can do this. And same with like training people too. I was like, okay, once I get them to close that we could sit down for lunch or whatever it might be. Yeah, no, I love it. I was in the field with John last week and he did the same thing. He was like, I'm not eating lunch until we get a bill and do a presentation for a customer. And I was like, all right. So I, I met him out and finally got a bill and I was like, all right, John, we're getting lunch. I can't. <laughs> yeah, so unless you um, lose your attitude or can't maintain your attitude because you need to eat, like that's probably not a good idea. But but uh, it's just the, the small reward too for yourself that I think gives you that extra little push. So I love that uh, he did that and it, it, we got a bill and presented and, um, you know, that was our goal. So uh, what hurdles did you face uh, with building teams? Um, and do you have a piece of advice you'd give yourself if you could go back in time? Sure. So I think the first hurdle was, um, I wanted to be everybody's friend and, and just was a cheerleader for them. Like literally like go get them tiger. Like you got it next time. Like I literally felt like a cheerleader and I did cheerleading for about a year, but still like it was probably pretty obnoxious, but, um, but that's how I felt. Like I always needed to compliment them and, um, which, which is absolutely like great for what we do. Like you should like the point, you know, for me running my business now, like I just want people to feel good, you know, like coming to, you know, if we're in the office or doing these calls, like I, I want people to feel good and recognize them for hard work. But also I wasn't doing them any favors by not, you know, pointing out things that they could work on. Right. So I was actually holding them back by, by not telling them those things. So then I finally realized that, or, you know, my coach probably told me that or my leader. So I became a drill sergeant, like bossy and you do what I do. And why are you doing that? And calling people out and being rude about it. So um, it took me a little bit to really find that middle ground and, you know, build, break, build really taught me that principle. So how to build somebody up, break a bad habit, build them up again. Um, I think what really helped me too is just having always like a, a list in front of me, like a, a checklist we have, like a checklist for training, what we have to work on for the day. So then I always knew this was, you know, the game plan. Um, I think always asking about their goals. It's not, you know, what, it's not what's in it for me. It's like being a relationship. It's we, it's us, like um, it's about them at that point. And if you want to be a leader to other people, um, you put other people's goals before your own even. And so I just started working it that way that how do you want to be treated? What do you want? What do you want to accomplish? Like, is it a money goal? Is it a savings goal? Whatever it might look like. Um, so really just figuring that out first and then just working on how to handle, you know, training people and understanding really like how to read them, what's going to really push that person. So for example, um, I'm very negatively motivated. So when somebody tells me I can't do something, I'm like, 
get out of my way. Like, watch this. Like, I'm going to show you what I, what I can do. And some people aren't, and it doesn't really matter. It's just the person you are. Um, so I think knowing how, what really pushes somebody on your team is very important. So my leader actually was my manager knew that he's like, Hey, Becky, don't roll a, or don't stop at Dunkin' Donuts for the day. I'm like, what do you mean? And it was like, you know, coming back with zero or nothing. So I was like, Hey, don't say that to me ever again, watch this. And it would fire me up. And he knew that about me. So if he would have said like, Hey, like you're going to do great today. And again, like the cheerleader approach, I would have been like, Oh, thanks. And then I would, I would have been like rainbows and butterflies for the day and not have like an urgency about it. So I think that's really important because we're not here to like, you know, hurt feelings or anything like that. Like, I just want to know what really is going to drive that person and motivate them to make sure they succeed for the day. I love it. Um, some of us read how to win friends and influence people. And then Stephen Covey's uh, seven habits, of highly effective people. Um, and we talked a lot about like being proactive towards the emotional bank accounts and other people. Um, how do you build that personal relationship and keep it professional at the same time? Yeah, good question. Um, so I just always start like first uh, professional regardless, because um, at the end of the day, I want them to respect me as their coach and mentor. And I think this is something I struggled with at first was just like, yeah, we're going party on Saturday night, um, which is cool and fun and can build a relationship. But also like if they were late then on Monday morning, um, I couldn't really be mad at them or discipline because like now we're just, we're just like friends hanging out. Right. So I think just setting up those boundaries of what professional looks like. Um, one thing I always did. So on my team, my team name was represent. So represent. Um, <laughs> but I would give a day. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Um, I would give a day two. So their, their second day, I would give them just a sheet of team represent what we stand for. Um, what we want to be known for, because like one thing we always talked about, um, we used to do bells at the end of the day, just to show like how much money you made or, you know, your production and, and whatever, just again, a extra like reward or acknowledgement at the end of the day. And, um, we just want to be the person like getting recognized. And then also the high rollers that we were the ones always speaking or my team was, or I would hear either team represent or whoever, you know, promoting leaders were on there. So that's what we talked about. But then on this list was also just standards. So no excuse mentality to having fun in the field to, um, I was on Quill at the time. So closing three customers a day where the standard was two. So we were um, responsible to raise our bar a little bit higher. Um, but I just bought people into like, this is what we stand for. Be proud of it. Um, and you want to be on this team. Like this is the best team in the office, et cetera. So I think really just starting with that professional and then the personal, right? So I wanted to know that person. So I think personal to me was, um, you know, at team nights just telling them to bring even significant others, or I've even told, um, you know, leaders on my team, bring, you know, bring your, bring your parents, like, you know, get to know our business, our culture, what we stand for. I want you to know me as well as I want to get to know you and help you hit your goals and everything else. So um, that would really be my advice behind it, starting professional first and then ease into, you know, the personal. But I think also you have to like, they have to know you. It's, it's 
it's like going on a date. If, if it's one sided, one person is talking, it's like, okay, boring. Um, what about me? Um, so you just want to make sure that it's a conversation back and forth. And I just always try to do that, whether it's interviewing, whether it's training, you know, I ask a ton of questions, get to know them, but also like, I don't want to be like this mystery box to them. So like they have to know me as well. Yeah. I think, cause the thing is, is like, we're going to, I mean, Clayton and I went through the field together. I watched him get promoted first, really kind of pissed me off that he got promoted before me cause I was racing him, but, um, I wasn't too far behind him, you know? Um, and like Clayton and I are going to be lifelong friends. I mean, he and I talked about anything and everything. Same with Michelle. She's, I mean, she knows me personally and professionally and knows what my goals are. And that's like my favorite part about our business. Yep. Um, PJ's got a really cool question here. What's your, first of all, what's your disc type? Can you, maybe you can't guess cause you don't know me yet. Um, I'm, a um, can, I, can I guess? Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. That's okay. <laughs> I, I heard it. ID. Yeah. I'm like, go ahead. Um, good guess, Nicholas. So, uh, you go by Nick, right? Or do you like, yeah, Nick? either one. Nicholas is when I'm in trouble, but I mean, same. That's why nobody can call me Rebecca. So I'm never in trouble. Um, <laughs> I'm an ID, so um, I'm a little bit of a, I would say people pleaser in some regards, I would call it. Um, but um, I, I have like, you know, I'm very direct and, and I, I get this from even my recruiter, like she's worked with me for a while, at least like, at least five years now. So, um, but there's no like sugarcoating sometimes and even my text messages that she's like, it's just how it is. Like, you're just going to stay your point. And if you're busy, it's very much, it's not, it's not K, like I'm not a K person, but it's a short, like, okay <laughs> message, but I am an IED. So, um, you know, I like to be around people and, and I'll be honest, like, you know, getting back to like seeing everybody on calls, like it gives me life. It gives me pur purpose. And that's why I know like I'm an I person and just want to be around people. We're twins. I'm an ID also. I knew it. Yeah, it's the best type to be. I'm just kidding. <laughs> For those of you guys that don't know what the DISC personality test is, it's a personality test that tells you what your personality type is. If you've never taken it, highly suggest it. Tony Robbins has one. If you just Google DISC test Tony Robbins, there's a free one you can take. Um, it's super cool to like dig into who you are. But um, was there a specific type that you struggled with being an ID to coach or train? Yeah, for sure. Um, sorry that my dog just joined me. This is Rocco. Hi, Rocco. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure I did. So I struggled with, um, again, like I, I still sometimes do, to be honest, and management is, is a people pleaser. Like I don't want to end things on bad terms. Like I want us to be cool, like, you know, whatever. But, you know, sometimes at the end of the day, it's, it's nothing personal. It could be numbers or standards. And I want to push people to do well, um, you know, regardless, but I think really that could, that hinders me sometimes too, that I want it so bad for other people and they don't want it for themselves. And um, again, I just want to see the win. I want to see people, people do well. And in our business, I love what we do, but if they don't want it for themselves, like I can't, I can't force anything. Is there any specific way you've adapted to help them more effectively if they were I, I guess not matching our personality type. Like I struggle with C's a lot because my brain doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really have to meet them on their level and intentionally focus on, on speaking to them in their terms. 
Yeah, I do. I do too. And, and sometimes I literally have to like read like the disc assessment to like, okay, so this is how they want to be coached because it is so different from mine. And, and I don't want it to be a, a cookie cutter. Like this is, you know, this is what I'm saying to everybody. Right. So I think always like the cookie cutter to me is like, it's the same standards. Like I'm going to have the same requirements as far as this is what time we start. This is what time, you know, everything is, um, you know, this is production standards. Like that is always going to be like black and white and everybody knows it, but it's how I say things to people that it's going to be very different. Right. So my, you know, even like, um, my critical combos or whatever, like there's, there's some, there's some people like, I just always have to find like something that they did right. Which again, like being, you know, that D in there too. And I, with the DM very like results driven too. So then, it, you know, sometimes I feel like I have to dig to find something they did right, which is really mean to say, but like, I'm like, I know they need to hear like a, a compliment first. So I have to think of something that I can't say that's a nice tie you have on. Like I have to like get a real genuine comp compliment. So, um, it can be, but I think sometimes like rereading or again, like I, I just try to put myself in their perspective. And I did that too. When I first started with people, I was like, how did I feel when I was first going through the field? Like what, you know, what kind of objections, what did I maybe even hear from my parents? Like they weren't always like supportive either. Like they would question a lot of things. So I just, I try to put myself in their shoes and how they think. Um, and I think you learn like without even knowing like disc assessments of people, like you learn just by asking them questions, how they respond. If it's, you know, that analytical side, if they come back with another question to you or just like, you know, like for a D it's like, bam, like, here's your direct answer. It's, it's just gotta be this and I'm right. <laughs> but, um, so I, I think that's really, it is just like, you find out over time, like what type of person they are, and you just have to think of like, how would they respond to it? So. 100%. And I think it's cool too. I've, I've gotten into the habit of telling people like, okay, this is who I am. This is where I'm coming from. Help me bend to see your point of view, you know? Yeah. Um, but morning routine tips for specifically business to business. Sorry, Rez guys, you guys can pull some good stuff out of this, I'm sure. But um, I mean, what it, what's a solid morning routine you found? For business to business? Yes. Yeah. So, um, and it's been a while. I've been on retail for a while now. So, um, business to business, I would, um, get up in the morning. I like to work out in the morning. Um, so at some points it was like going to a gym, um, depending on the day when I lived in Chicago it was more like a, a home workout. Um, so I do that at least like at least three days a week um, make a breakfast and then, um, and, and go to the office. I think prior to that, if I, I can back up a second would be, um, I always wake up with a mantra and kind of like a, um, it's just like my morning routine. And I, I think to me, it was just more like always getting in the mindset of, of attacking the day. Like I wanted to attack the day. I didn't, I didn't want to just live the day and let the day take over me. So, um, so I would start with, um, I'm confident, I'm strong-willed, I'm gonna build a legacy for a, last, uh, for a lifetime. So I would say that five times over and over to myself. And I would even say it louder and louder. So it was like, you know, I felt strong behind it. 
Um, I'm so happy and grateful. Um, you know, my goal is to be married with children. So I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm married with children. I have a million in my personal savings. I'm organized in my day to day. So just speaking some things into existence, but again, just it's always reminding myself of my whys and my goals and my purpose for the day. Um, but then I would, you know, work out. Um, again, I'm a coffee person, have to have coffee in the morning. Whereas I'm not 100%. Again, it's, it goes back to the hangry. So, um, and then, you know, breakfast, something in my tummy. And then um, I would jam out in the morning. So when I was in Chicago, um, when I lived in Chicago, I worked in, um, I worked in the suburbs. So there was like a 10 minute window. If I left after, I would be on the road for an hour instead of like 35, 40 minutes. So I had to be very much like regiment with my time to make sure I was out um, it was between six and six ten in the morning. So I was up pretty early or I used to be and and now and not that I feel lazy, but I definitely like retail, sleep in a little more and you know, I still do the workout. I work out now five days a week, which is great. So um, but I definitely <laughs> got a little lax on that. But I'm up a little bit later. Usually I was in bed by like nine thirty, ten o'clock. So but absolutely. I but love it. the day then too is just always like I planned the night before, like what would happen for the day, any conversations. So I'd always spend that extra time doing that. So if something went wrong, if my dog took longer to poop in the morning, like I wasn't freaking out. So just, just ready for anything. And then, you know, I just knew if I was working in the field that day, if I would be, you know, if it was office day, whatever my day would look like, but I'd have it all in my planner figured out. So Becky, you're like the fourth manager to mention planning the night before. I hope you guys are like catching on to a trend here. Um, we are out of time, but I, I always like to end with a couple things. Number one, what's your favorite quote, if you've got one? Um, yeah, I like um, tough times don't last, but tough people do is one of my favorite. Um, it, and maybe it was just because of, um, you know, growing up on a farm, like nothing was ever handed to me. So I just always like kept that in the back of my head. Like, you know, if you're going through some tough times and, and it was tough sometimes like building a team or, you know, whatever it might be in, in business and, and building a business, like I've never done that before. So, um, it was just always like a constant reminder, um, you know, what I value, what I stand for. So that's probably my favorite. I love it. And then if you could pick any cartoon character and beat them up, which cartoon <laughs> character would it be and why? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a big cartoon person, to be honest. I kind of miss those days, but probably Oscar the Grouch. Um, stop your whiny ass, like get out of your trash can and live your best life, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Becky, thanks so much for all the, the tips and tricks and advice. It was great for these guys to get to know you. Are we cool to hand out your personal uh, contact info? Yeah, of course. You want me to, awesome. or you have it, so, or should I put it in the group? Um, I think the, the guys can just reach out to their managers and we can set it their way. I've got it from Michelle. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys, go kick some butt.